Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Broadcasting from our studios in Delaware, our new show from Raven Moonshadow is frank, opinionated, outspoken and very cutting edge. Dealing with relevant pagan issues from around the globe, welcome to Cauldron FM's The Nest. Merry meet everyone and welcome to another edition of The Nest. I am your host, Raven Moon Shadow here. Glad to have all of you back. Glad to have you listening here on Cauldron FM. Bit of a change in the format for this broadcast. I had the opportunity to interview Celia Ferran a few nights ago. And for those of you who aren't familiar with who she is, she is a singer, songwriter, comedian, and all-around fantastic, fantastic person. Through her words, through her music, Celia has the ability to reach right in and and grab at your soul. I mean, she can take a hold. Her words are that powerful, a lot of meaning behind them, and you know, I feel truly blessed to be able to interact with her and know who she is. So, since I am so very excited about this interview, let's kick off today with my interview with Celia Ferran. Woohoo! All right, so we are on the nest with Celia Ferran. Oh, yeah, let's just start it off really easy. Um, because for anybody out there who doesn't know who you are, I, I know how I found you, but for anybody who doesn't know who you are, um, how did you get into How did you start, you know, getting into music? How did you bring yourself to the uh, the earth-centric, earth-based spirituality and, you know, all-around awesomeness. <laughs> well, I grew up in a very musical family. And when I was very young, my brothers were playing instruments before me. Banjo and guitar, very folky. And I remember sitting in the audience and watching them and having that experience where you get goosebumps and you have that sort of, I didn't know what it was at the time, but it's like the chi flowing through your body. And I watched them. I said, you know what? I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to give people that. So that's when it sparked for me. And, you know, over the years, I did a lot of different things. I really started my career in theater and uh, went to the University of Michigan, got my degree in theater, went to New York City, got my equity card, did a lot of auditioning, did a lot of touring. And um, I left the theater pretty abruptly to do basically um, Irish music. I started out with a Celtic music career and then moved into my own recordings of my own songs in 2003 when I recorded Breathe. And I stepped directly into pagan and earth-based music when I wrote the symbol song, when I heard the story about Sergeant Patrick Stewart, who was killed in Afghanistan and wanted a pentacle on his grave marker and was denied his request. And so I wrote the symbol song just because I couldn't believe what country I was living in. It just wasn't right to me. And that's when I started doing pagan festivals and writing more about my earth beliefs and my connection to goddess and land and earth and father and sky and 
I would say the simple song put me primarily into that arena, and it's been a really good place for me since, ever since. That's awesome. That was actually, Simple Song was the first song I know I had ever heard. And I was completely taken. I was like, wow, what, an, what a completely powerful statement that you made through your music. And I, I just, and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, I'm prior military. So, you know, to me, you know, that kind of thing was really important. So I was just like, whoa. And here's somebody just completely putting it out there. And um, I actually caught the video on YouTube that somebody had posted at one of the festivals, and it was just, it was completely magical, I think, to me. Um, so then I went and I sought out more of your music, and actually, um, for anybody who catches uh, Raven Circle, my other show, my, uh, my youth show, I have a tendency to play Angel a lot. Oh, sweet. Like, every show. So uh, nice. that's, that's my opening song, that's, that's, that's the opening ritual song, that's where we go, um, just because there is... There's definitely, there's, there's a mood to your, your music, whether it's, you know, whether it's on the funny side, um, whether it's on the spiritual side. I mean, there's definitely a, a mood to the music that, uh, that I think sparks, it, it sparks in me. Um, and so, yeah, I really like to put that out there. Um, so, it's, it's, that was how I came to know who you were. Um, and that was through, that was through another podcast that uh that I had worked on a year and a half ago I think that was how I got started into podcasting so um so that was really cool and since then obviously I've been able to connect with you which was which has been really uh cool really awesome you I mean not only on the spiritual side you have the comedic side so tell us <laughs> tell us a bit about your alter egos your 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 improv characters uh, thanks. Yes. Well, I have always been connected to music, you know, ever since the itty-bitty being. And also comedy. I always got sparked by The Muppet Show and Bugs Bunny. I just loved that <laughs> wit and that cleverness. And so, you know, the early part of my theater career, I was always doing dramatic things. I wasn't really known as a comedic actress at all. But still, I have this sense of humor that comes out through these characters that I do in my live shows. They're starting to also come out in videos. We're creating them for an audience that can go beyond the live shows. And so I did a series of shows in Milwaukee early on in my career, say 2003-ish, where I did a show once a month, and I, did, I promised the audience a new show every month. So I was always coming up with new material, and that's where the characters really started uh, coming out. I'm not sure the very first character I did. It might have been the bricklayer. There's a great um, Irish song about the pulley system, very funny, about a bricklayer who goes up and down and hits his head and finally you know, ends up on the ground. So for me, I always pictured that song acted out, not just sung. So I would you know, pull my pants up over above my boobs and, and uh, you know, put the hair up and put the hat on so I would actually become the character because that was my theater background. You know, it's like, let's become this. Let's not just talk about it. Let's do it. So I did that. And then um, the Trestle for Fairy was born um, uh, as a voice at first. Uh, I was driving with my sister. I was uh, 
I was driving in her friends and she were in the back seat and they were talking about her new desk that she'd gotten for her, um, she was studying architecture and the, the desk that she got from Ikea happened to have trestle feet. And as soon as she said trestle feet, I'm driving not sort of half listening to what they're saying. And, and this voice came out that said, all right, said the trestle foot fairy. And trestle was born as a voice. And so she would start by leaving people voice messages. And so I would, I would call somebody who I needed to meet at, say, 4 o'clock tomorrow. I'd say, hey, it's Celia. I just want to make sure we're still on for 4 o'clock. Give me a call. Let me know. Oh, wait, oh, wait here's somebody who wants to talk to you. And then Trussell would come and say, hi, I'm the Trussell for Theory, and I'm looking forward to meeting you at 4 o'clock, too. I, I hope that we'll go to a place that has ice cream because ice cream really makes me feel good inside. So, um, just, oh, I, my name's Trussell, and, and I really would like to meet you. Okay, okay bye. And, it would, whatever would come out, you know, and so people started then leaving messages for me with their funny voices, and it became a lot of fun. It brought a lot of level levity to conversations, and she became a full-fledged character at one of those shows in that series, and she sang her first song that she ever wrote, which is called The, uh, uh, the Cell Phone Song, How Could I Live Without My Cell Phone? Since then, she's uh, put out a whole album called Naughty in Pink with songs like The Tickle Break Song and... Of course, uh, the ever-popular Dr. Bronner's Makes Your Hoo-Hoo Tingle and the um, uh, often silly and funny The Sphincter Song. You know, she's just silly. She's irreverent, and yet she's innocent. So Trussell's probably the best-known character at this point. But there's others. There's Gisela Sneezenkopf. She's a professional nose player. Uh, we're working on Yoni, the sex-curious cowgirl. We have the woman who stares at chihuahuas. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of funny creatures that come out of me and then they they want to play so you know why not let them play that's fantastic and i know trestle is running for president she is <laughs> and so you know tell tell us a bit about that how is that going for trestle i i saw her fundraising uh campaign video and and i love it that you know i love the fact that she says you know that it's uh what was it what was exactly she said that um Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. Um, it was too important to be taken seriously. And yes. I, I, I cracked up laughing at that statement. I was like, that's perfect. That's the, that's the way Trussell sees things. She just sees them just a little off and differently, and yet it's still true. So, yes, Trussell ran for president uh, four years ago, but uh, my I couldn't give her what, I, what she really needed at the time. My personal life didn't allow for it. Uh, but we've been preparing this now for the last four years. She is, in fact, running for president. She's been noticing that, that humans are struggling a bit, and she's making the ultimate fairy sacrifice coming up here to our dementia, and that's right, she means dementia, to um, learn as much as she can about humans so that she can best serve them. And she heard somewhere that you could be a good leader by becoming the president, so she thought maybe she'd become the president so she could help more people. She has no idea what she's in for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's part of the charm. She's totally innocent. She doesn't understand why people fight. She doesn't understand this issue about abortion. She doesn't understand the issues about gay marriage. She doesn't understand the economy. She doesn't understand money. She doesn't understand war. It, to her, it's it's so simple. She's got the pink party of compassion. And, uh, you know, if it were up to Trestle, the first thing that she would do is take all those scientists that have been ostracized and all their work has been burned, bring them into the forefront and put them into power and en enlist them to come up with free energy for every being on the planet. And if she does that, which I think she can because she's got connections, you know, in the fairy realm, 
and in, I think, extraterrestrial dimensions. I think she's got connections there. Now, if she can do that, that takes away the root chakra, it takes away the fear, it takes away the power, it takes away the control, it takes away any bills that you will ever need to pay, it takes away um, any fear of shelter, food, clothing. Um, religion becomes a non-issue, uh, at least the power part of religion. So it would change life as we know it if every being on this planet had access to free energy. So that's that's her whole not her whole campaign, but that's her major thing that she wants to see happen because she knows that if everybody had that, then there's room to really live, to really thrive, to really connect, to really go into community. And that's what she's all about. She definitely has that, uh, that innocent, childlike uh, you know, sense of wonder to the world. And yeah, I, I love Trestle. My, uh, my husband and I sat down one night listening to the entire Naughty in Pink uh, CD and... <laughs> A glass of wine. And oh no, actually he was he was gaming on his computer and I was doing something on my computer and we pulled up Naughty in Pink and laughed and laughed and just just this innocent childlike wonderment and yet she makes so much sense. Yes, uh, that's the beauty of her. <laughs> I we, we we were listening to Phoebe's Jesus and. My husband stopped, and he turned around, and he looked at me, and he said, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> she's absolutely right. Yet, Trestle has a way of putting things that just seem right. I, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Now, there are some... Uh, Changes in words like Papa Panda versus propaganda, but <laughs> she's the queen of the malaprop. I I, mean, I, I prefer Papa totally Panda. What's that? I said I prefer the Papa Panda. I think. Yeah, she did this too. She's going to keep her Papa Panda. She's giving the flip flops to uh, the scandals, not the sandals. The scandals to uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> to Mitt Romney, yes. Which, you know, it's interesting right now. We're looking at doing a, a, possibly doing a little video with Trestle and all this scandal is coming out with Mitt Romney and his offshore money. Um, so uh, we're, we're kind of working with what's current to bring about different, different perspectives and ways of looking at how things are being done and how things could be done. So watch for Trestle. Uh, we also have a goal right now. We're making a movie, the Trestle for President movie. And uh, it will have different sketches with Trestle out throughout the campaign, and we'll put them all together to compile them into a DVD. And we're trying to raise $10,000 by the end of the month uh, to fund that. So we also need to make things like bumper stickers and lawn signs and T-shirts and, and buttons and Dr. Bronner's soap that she'll sign and send to you. So there's all kinds of really fun things that you can get when you donate to the campaign and you go to indiegogo.com that's i-n-d-i-g-o-g-o.com and then it's slash trestle for president and trestle spelled t-r-e-s-t-l-e and that's where the really funny video is if nothing else just go to enjoy the video and then we're asking people if you can't donate i mean three bucks you can get a bumper sticker for three bucks if you don't have that that's cool just spread it around and um, Trestle's campaign is also to help us get some levity in there because this this political arena is just crazy. It drives people crazy. People do silly things. Let's have some fun with this because, as Trestle would say, this is far too important to take seriously. <laughs> and she is absolutely right. It's they're way too serious right now. So. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's a lot of people fighting. It's what <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So when you use the term silly, yeah, I, I could think of a, a couple other choice words to use <laughs> instead of silly, but um, silly you works. Get edited if you say that, and I'm going to try not to say it too. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I wouldn't, I wouldn't get the, show, the station in trouble, so... Yeah, well, I'm going to try hard not to as well because I'm I'm pretty um, I'm pretty straightforward myself. Well, but then again, that's what my show's about. It's a, it's about being frank, being honest, and and saying, hey, this is my opinion. Don't like it? Well, you know where to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's fair. It's your show. So okay, so we we have Tressel, and she's running for president, and and we know about her campaign. Tell me about, I love Sally Swell sneakers, and um, we have friends from Wisconsin, so it was um, quite an eye-opener. I love Sally Swell sneakers, and, and you said she came about, you, you were telling me uh, Kellyanna actually was the inspiration behind that. Is that right? Absolutely. Kellyanna, uh, really Sally is one of Kellyanna's alter egos, and and uh, she's so adorable. Sally Swellsneakers is so endearing. And, and uh, we started just playing with her at home, my partner and I and, and his stepson, Nick. And, and we all would talk like that. So so let me give you, a, for those of you who not, don't know what I'm talking about, Sally talks like this. And Sally has a little bit of a speech impediment, though she was a speech therapist and award-winning speech therapist, I might add. So Sally's got this voice. <laughs> And if you can imagine Kellyanna doing it, she's hysterical. So I was introducing, you know, Sally Swell Sneakers to my, my family, and we all call each other different names. So I'm Sally, and, and Paul is Sylvester, and Samuel. So every once in a while, we would just bring some levity to the table, and we talk like that. So I begged Kellyanna, I said, well, can I please have Sally? Can I please play with Sally? Can I please, please, please? She said, yeah, go for it. So it took me a year after I asked her to actually bring Sally into uh, a physical format. And that came out in the video, which came out just before the recall election in Wisconsin. You can go to uh, Celia's Comedy Cabaret on YouTube. I think it's probably, uh, uh, I don't know how those YouTube things work. If you put in Celia's Comedy Cabaret, you can watch the Trestle video. There's a, a version of Phoebe's Jesus on there, which you mentioned earlier. And there's also Sally Swell sneakers. So that's where I'm going to start putting up all of these little character tidbits that we're putting together, including a lot of the footage that's going to go into the Trestle for President um, video or movie. So Sally is a show called Sally's Ransom Waves. And Sally is either excited or Sally is upset. So she's either going to be totally excited about something or totally upset about something. She, she takes bipolar to the, to the extremes. <laughs> and the watch for more of Sally as she um, gets excited and upset about various things in Sally's world. Fantastic. I know my, um, my teenage daughter, right before, uh, right before our interview, she came down and says, Mom, what was it, Sally? What, what was it again? I said, Sally Swell Sneakers. All right, I got to go look her up. And she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, because she happened to walk in as a, so my husband and I were watching, and she, she happened to walk in at the fly swatter. And, and, and <laughs> what are you watching? Oh. That's a, that's a valid question. I said, let me enlighten you. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Um, she, uh, 
Yeah, it was so much fun to create. Uh, my partner in crime, Paul, who's now my fiance, uh, we write so well together. And he'll come up with an idea, and I'll go, oh, 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 that gives me an idea. And I take, I take it into a totally new place because he offered a, a little pebble in the pond. And So, for example, when you're watching the Sally Spouse Sneakers video, you'll see the chicken uh, named Gertrude. <laughs> yes. Who, um, that chick, I have had that chicken, Bridget, for years. I, when I saw that chicken in a shop in Door County, Wisconsin, on a little vacation, I had to have that chicken. I didn't know why. I knew she was going to be important someday. I've never used her. And then I was, I don't know what I was doing, maybe getting Sally's hair ready or something before the shoot. And that chicken happened to be on the table because Paul thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> So the whole routine of, you know, show me what democracy looks like, this is what democracy looks like with the with the swatter, the, the Scott Wuzzy swatter, and uh, Gertrude, that just all came about in the moment because the chicken was on the table. <laughs> the love about this creative process is just being open to whatever's going to happen and letting it happen and let the magic unfold. It's when the best magic happens. So, yeah, if you're listening, go check out Sally and watch for more because we're very excited about bringing more Sally to you. Fantastic. And um, speaking on the political side of things, uh, since we're talking about Sally, red alabaster and blue. Now, you'll have to refresh my memory that song came about, and I know the video came about with regards to, was it, was it union work? I, I really refreshed my memory on how the whole video on that, because I remember it was very moving um, when you had put it out, and I, I thought it was fantastic. And I, I like the way you, you don't just stick to one thing, you really, you're very all-encompassing. Yeah, yeah, that's been said. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to follow what feels true, and that for me, that's a lot of a lot of different uh, roots in that tree. So, the red alabaster and blue was written um, probably the same year I wrote Symbol, and it's on the same album. It's on the album talking about alabaster and blue, and uh, the video came about same connection from Sally Swell Sneakers when. When Wisconsin said we're not going to take it anymore and they started marching in the middle of February at the state capitol, that's where all those um, videos and photos were taken for the video that's up on, on YouTube for Red Alabaster and Blue. So because I'm from Wisconsin, I was very, very in tune and in touch with what was going on. And a wonderful woman named Melanie France put that video together. and. Uh, Oh, I think it's, it is very touching. There's a lot of incredible images in there. And uh, the tagline, you know, it's red alabaster and blue, I'm an American too. So that song to me is not necessarily about America. It's about breaking down the borders. So I might as well be saying I'm a, I'm a human being too. And for me, it's about looking at our similarities rather than our differences. Because when we look at our differences, it causes judgment, it causes um, pain, it causes a wedge, it creates a lot of uh, disruption and a lot of, uh, you know, war, fighting, all the things that keep us from coming together in community. So that's what that song is about for me. Well, um, oh my gosh. Woo! I know with, um, well, I mean, you're right. We look at differences, they divide. Um, 
This seems like a, a recurring theme in everything, honestly. Um, my, I, I think my father finally got to the point, um, instead of the whole Christians versus pagans versus Muslims, he finally said, you know what? Religion doesn't interest me. Tell me about you. <laughs> finally. So, you know, it's slowly, I think, slowly, very slowly, people are starting to come around, at least you know, I, I've seen that happening, and it's, you know, it's nice to see, but, um, oh, it's just, I wish it was a little bit faster than, than the slow pace that it's taking. Now, you obviously enjoy what you do, you love what you do. Yes? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I love it. I love it. And so you said you've been doing this since 2003, right? So we're well, I've been doing your own your own thing your own your your own thing I should say. Well, I don't know how how to really think about that. I've been working full time as a professional musician as my only source of income for twelve years now. Um, so I started out doing the the Celtic stuff, but I, like my first album was all Irish songs, and then I did all Irish storytelling. And then I started doing the original stuff. So I've been I've been writing the whole time, definitely, and uh, started out you know doing theater, but really moved into music full time in about two thousand or nineteen ninety nine two thousand. Now your newest CD for the asking. What's your favorite song off of it? Oh, you gotta ask me that. Yes. That's like choosing a, a favorite child. I yeah, I know. They're all favorites. I know they're all favorites for different reasons. Um, that album really I, I went really deep with that album. There's a lot of uh, emotion in that project. And it's a lot more mellow than a lot of my other albums, but it's but I think it's deeper as well. Um some of the songs that have had the most impact on that album, I would say the Caregiver song, that has um, definitely had some strong reflections back. Uh, the Meta Prayer, people really, really appreciate the Meta Prayer. And um, For the Asking, the title track, is also getting a lot of response from people. But the whole album has also, you know, people will say, this this album I play this album over and over and over again. I, I never tire of it. So, so I'm really happy to hear that the the work is landing in a good way. But to pick a favorite song, I I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. I couldn't pick a favorite of my six kids. So you know, hey, I understand. That's <laughs> right. They're all different and beautiful in their own way. Yes. And they all have something you know completely unique to bring you know, to the table. Absolutely. So who was, growing up, who was your biggest inspiration? Well, I'd probably say my brothers uh, as a direct inspiration, as I, as I mentioned earlier. My biggest inspiration, well, also, the, like, the Muppets. I love them. I just got to watch the most recent Muppet movie, and I, I was tearing up just because I love them so much. I love the humor. I love the the um, self-reflection. I love the the um, the writing, the playfulness. Oh, Jim Henson created something amazing when when he created the Muppets. Absolutely, so I agree. 
I'd say Jim Henson. I mean, he, and, I mean, not just the Muppets, but when I saw the Dark Crystal, that for me, which is his creation, not just him, but a group of people, he was certainly a big part of it. Uh, that for me was a way of storytelling that was so magical, and the message was so true and important that it changed my perception and my uh, way of moving forward in the world. So that that kind of storytelling, um, that was really powerful for me. And I'll also say that, you know, when I first moved to New York, I was really focused on the Capricorn. I was so focused on my theater career and, and auditioning and getting an agent and my resume and all that stuff. And yet I was listening to a CD that my mother gave me called A Woman's Heart, which was all of these Irish women singing uh, singer-songwriter songs. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to do that someday. As, as one, of, one of my legs of my career, I want to write songs and sing them in that style. And lo and behold, that's kind of what I've been doing. I had a big turning point in my career when I moved from New York back to Milwaukee in like 1999, where I had all of these possible projects. This was, this was sort of me, me dipping into ritual and magic and not even knowing it. So I had all of these possible things. I don't even quite remember what they all were. One was doing a one-woman show. Uh, one was jumping into the storytelling. One was uh, recording an album. One was... Uh, <laughs> this makes me laugh. I remember one of them was becoming a substitute teacher so I could make some money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these different things. But I knew they were all... There were too many things for me to do all of them well all at once. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good. So I decided I was going to put all of these things, and there are probably a few more things in there, uh, into a hat. No, actually, I didn't. I, I made more like tarot cards. And then I meditated, and I brought all those cards out, and I just gave the complete guidance to my guides. And I said, you decide what is my next best step, and the card I pick I will do with all of my heart and soul. And I picked record an album. And the rest of the things just went to the side. I created a team of people called my creative symphony, where I asked them to simply check in with me once a week, or be with me as I checked in with them once a week to tell them what my process was. And all I asked back was an email back that they got it, or a go girl, or something. Sometimes I would ask questions, and sometimes they'd come back with advice. So I created this team, and I created... Oh my goodness, you're, you're, you're triggering all these remembrances. I also um, picked a color for the project. I picked a scent for the project. And I worked with all of these pieces to help create cohesiveness. And that first album came out about nine months later, just like a child. And it, that was Fire in the Head. And from there, I've uh, brought forth all of these other things, nine albums now. And all because I, I did what I would consider to be a ritual. And it's worked for me in other ways since. You know, like when I feel paralyzed and I'm not sure what to do next, I'll put the, the big five things that I need to do next into a hat and I'll pick one out and go, oh, that's it. And then I go do it. Paralyzed, gone. It's, it's like magic for me. And it's funny because the hat always knows. It's kind of like that hat in Harry Potter. It always knows the thing I'm supposed to be doing. If I just get the frick out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the frick out of the way, I 
and pick. And then um, it's amazing how that happens. So I'm not even sure what your question was or why I went on this tangent, but uh, I'll pass it to you now. Okay. Um, I, I think it had to do with your biggest inspiration, and that's where we went from. But uh, not what the answer was. <laughs> um, I, actually, I, I think it worked. I think it worked well. Uh, what drives you? I mean, really, what what drives you? You know, to get up every day and 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 do what you're doing. I mean, obviously, like I mean, like you said, you, you love what you're doing. What really drives you? What motivates Celia? Mm. I've always been very driven. Like I said, I'm a Capricorn. I love the feeling of being productive and creating something that will offer goodness to others. So when I'm, say, recording a song or writing a song, I'm always connected to how will this be of the most service. And sometimes I don't even know, you know I, but I, that's the prayer that I keep, keep myself aligned in. And I've come to the, I guess, the acceptance that I'm an entertainer. I mean, that's, that's what people say. You know, you're not just a musician, and you're not just a comedian, you're not just a song, you're an entertainer, Celia. So I'm an entertainer. But okay, what's, what's underneath that? And for me, I guess the question is, is why are you doing this? Why are you entertaining? And I think the answer comes to me is that underneath being an entertainer with the, those quotes around it of the label, what I really am is a healer. So if this song can open up a place in another human being for them to feel or to laugh or to cry or make them want to pick up the phone and create a, an open door with another human being or that it creates community, or that it creates um, a sense of togetherness and oneness, then I've done my job. You know, it's not just about making people laugh. Uh, it's about opening hearts and minds and creating whatever needs to be said or sung or played for a higher vibrational consciousness on the planet. You know, because if, if we all don't start treating our lives in that way, I don't, I don't think that the human race is actually viable much longer as a species. And, and Tressel would say the same thing. She sees that clear as day. You know, if humans keep treating each other and themselves the way they have been, it's not much longer for us. So I guess that's what drives me. And, and sometimes it's, it's very hard to keep that in the focus when all of those human, you know, ego fear things come in. What, what, Celia, who do you think you are? You're going to make a living as an artist? Even though you have for the last 12 years, you think that's going to last? You know, all that crap that comes in that tries to keep the artist from doing it. It tries to keep the person who wants to write the book from writing the book. It tries to keep the person who wants to start their own bakery down and in their corporate job. That's, the, those are the voices that will always be there, but I feel it's my job in my own personal life to listen to the voice and say, I don't believe you, and move forward and create something wonderful. Because the only way I can create something wonderful is if I step past the obstacles or the barriers or the, you know, the doubting within mind, within self. So to wrap that up, what drives me is raising the vibrational level of the planet. And the way I do it is through music, 
comedy, art, and community. You've definitely reached out to a lot of people. Um, what's next for you? I know you've got the um, you've got your concert coming up in Salt Lake City. You've got a live video. So what's next? Yes, we're doing a, a video of that concert in Salt Lake City. So we're creating a DVD, and then from there we're moving on to Boise, Idaho, where we're going to perform. We I don't know why I say this. We it, it's me and myself and all my characters and and my fiance. We're going together. So I'll be performing at Goddess Fest in Boise, Idaho. And, you know, I've claimed this year as my year of comedy. So I've done a lot of music, and I've done a lot of comedy in my live shows, but I really haven't developed a lot of the comedy in video. And Sally Swell Sneakers was the first real attempt to do that in sketch form. So we have so many wonderful characters and ideas and scenarios that we are working on. Um, so, you know, Sally Swellsnick will have her own series. There's Yoni, the sex curious cowgirl. There's the woman who stares at chihuahuas. There's Gisela Sneezenkopf, the professional nasalist. Oh, one of my favorite characters coming up is Nancy Narcissus. She's a trip. Uh, so all these wonderful comic characters are coming to the forefront. So that's the, the next big thing is to create the Trestle for President movie and taking all these sketches and putting them together. That's big. And then when I get some breathing room after, you know, running for president, um, I, I imagine in November we'll find out if Trestle's going to the White House or not, and that will determine the next step. But I can't imagine <laughs> she will win a presidency. It's more for comedy than for reality. Um, but some, somebody asked, okay, so what happens if Trestle does become the president? And I said, of course, different words, but but you can get the sense. It was, um, I think I will poop pink. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I will poop pink. So, um, after November, I guess I'll be working on the next album. So I've got a bunch of those songs written already, and a lot of them are in almost completion form and what's great is I have my own studio so I can do a song at a time and then compile it later so that would be the next step I'd say first I'm running for president and bringing out the comedy characters and then I'll record another album and then we'll see what happens from there and of course you know if, if Tressa wins you're going to have to ask her what she's gotten you into uh, but absolutely <laughs> she's going to sit down and have a little fairy talk I think is what's going to happen uh, there's just going to have to be a lot of uh, crazy intersection dancing name and I regret that I forgot his name but there's something called dance walking have you heard yeah, of it yes yes I, I love that video I I saw that video I made everyone in my house watch that video it's so fabulous and I, I think Trestle is just the one to start the pink parade of dance walking I just I would love to do some flash mobs with her and have that be part of the movie because it just has to happen and, she, and I think she I think she will either steal one of Celia's songs for it um, you know, don't just dance there, fly. Maybe it should be don't just walk there, dance. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine Trestle singing that in her voice? You know, the sky's the limit, and I'm just feeling so creative right now, and so many ideas are just popping out of me. I can't get them done fast enough. I'm so excited. Fantastic. I don't want to hold you up any longer because I know you've had a long night. You had an interview uh, before me. You were on uh, Musica Pagani, which was a fantastic interview I got to uh, got to hear. So um, let me not hold you up, and I will let you go, but I want to thank you so much for you know, coming onto the nest and doing this interview with me. You are 
fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And I'm hoping, hope, 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 hint, hint, that you will uh, make it to the East Coast one of these days. November. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Let's look at either late October or November. And I just want to say, Bridget, and I want to say this to the audience as well. This is such a cool moment because you and I have been connecting in email and through, you know, the, the old FB. And also, you were you were one of the people who created a video for the Everyday Goddess video contest. So you and I have had this relationship mysteriously through the typewriter for a long time. <laughs> yes. And it's very cool to actually hear her voice and be able to talk to you live and, and share in this way. So I just want to thank you for, for making this connection. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I love this. You know, I, I love what I'm doing. I mean, this is, this is what I do and, and I love it. I, you know, so I love doing this. I love being able to, you know, put it out there for people and say, Hey, you know, check this out, check this person out, take a look at the news, get mad, get happy, do something. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we really appreciate you we independent artists because you know, without somebody supporting us and spreading the word, we're just howling at the moon. Well, I'll be right there howling with you guys, so. Right on. All right, well, you have a great night, and congrats on the engagement, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know you're excited, so. I'm so excited. Yay! Oh, so wonderful. I can't wait for you to meet him. He is just so wonderful. I finally got it right. I have been looking all my life, and he is a gem. Yay! All right. Well, very cool. You have a great night, and I will. Uh, I will definitely catch up with you uh, later about October, November. Sounds great. Thanks All right. For yep. And that was my interview with Celia Ferran. You can check her out at www.celiaonline.com. That's www.celiaonline.com. Well, listen, let's take a short commercial break, and then when we come back, I have a couple reviews for you, a couple book reviews, and we will get things wrapped up, and I'll see you back in a couple of minutes. And I'll see you back in a From North Devon to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Psst, do you fancy a get-away-from-it-all, off-the-beaten-track holiday, far away from city life? You do? then you really should check out Calipagium Studios in Velikan, Bulgaria. We offer either self-catering studio apartments, or if you prefer, you can camp in our large grounds. All our guests are welcome to use our large barbecue and patio area. Calipagium Studios enjoys stunning views of the Rodopi Mountains and is situated within easy reach of the market town of Dimitrograd, complete with its restaurants and shops. If you would like to know more and make an inquiry about booking, check out our website, www.calipagiumstudios.com and complete our inquiry form. Calipagium is spelled C-A-L-L-E-P-A-G-I-U-M. And just tell them I sent you. Psst, pass it on. Hey, Raven Moonshadow here. Dropping in to let each of you know you can now find me on Facebook. Catch up with the latest goings-on of Raven, read reviews I've posted, listen to previously aired shows, get links to books, music, and general information, find items I've handcrafted, or even just drop me a note. So you can have the time, drop by my page, give it a like. To find me, just log on to www. 
facebook.com slash ravenmoonshadow.hps. Blessed be. Hi, I'm the Merlin, and I would like to invite you to join me on one of my two shows on Cauldron FM, The Sound of Magic. The first one being Merlin's Magic, which features an eclectic mix of items that I pick up on my travels around this planet. The second is the new music show. The clue there is in the title. It's all about new music. Music by bands that are unsigned, artists that are unsigned, all of whom have given me their permission to feature them. Sometimes we'll cover a live gig. So generally there's a fantastic mix there of new material, different styles, different genres. Hopefully most of them have a pagan influence, but that isn't to say that that is the limiting factor. There we have it. Merlin's Magic and the New Music Show, both presented by me, yours truly, the Merlin. If you want to get in touch, it's merlin at cauldronfm.co.uk. You can also leave a message on Twitter, which is at cauldronfm, or you could leave a message on our Facebook pages, which are cauldronfm or cauldronfm, the sound of magic. So until we meet again, I wish you love and light and blessed be. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. And welcome back. You are in the nest with Raven. Have a couple book reviews to do, then we're going to top off the show. The first one is a book by the title Memories Wake. This is from Selena Finich. Uh, for those of you familiar with the name, those of you not familiar with the name, uh, Selena is a phenomenal uh, fantasy artist out of Australia. She does fairies, mermaids, and the like. She is just an amazing, incredible, incredible artist. And that was how I know who she is. That's how I first encountered her. She has written a book, like I said, called Memories Wake. It is a young adult novel. And I had the opportunity to read this. And I also loaned it to my teenage daughter, who I think went through the book in about a day. And it's... The book's 300 about 325 pages long. And it, the one thing that really caught me about Memories Wake, uh, first off, was the fact that it's illustrated. Not often, once you get into the teen, young adult, and you know the older range uh, novels, not often do you see illustrations in a book. And I love the fact that Selena was so empowered uh, by her writing that she drew for the book itself. And I really think that the illustrations, the drawings in this book lend to the story and really help invoke the imagination. I'll go ahead and read you just the back cover, like I usually do. In a culture of cravats and corsets. A troubled 16-year-old stands out in her t-shirt and torn jeans. 
She takes the name Memory because hers are stolen, and she'll do anything to get them back. Lost in a world not her own, where magic and monstrous fairies are real, Memory has enough to handle just trying to stay alive. Chased by wizard hunters, hunted by a dragon, stalked by a strange, handsome savage, despised by the fae and wanted by the king himself, everyone is after Memory, and she suspects it's not just for her eye-catching outfit. Her forgotten past holds dangerous secrets that will change everything. Memory will fight to get back to a family and home she can't remember, but desperately desires, even at the cost of new friendships and romances. On the run with no name and no memories, she thinks she has nothing left to lose. She couldn't be more mistaken. I loved this book. I loved every inch of this book. This was a phenomenal read. Now, granted, I'm not in the young adult level era, whatever you want to call it, any longer. Um, but that doesn't mean that anyone can't enjoy this book. As I said, I, I really got into this book. I got into the characters. I got into the artwork, the illustrations that were provided throughout. It was just fantastic. And so... I definitely encourage anyone, anyone who you know is interested in picking up the book, taking a look at it, reading it, get a copy. This is a this is a great book. I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed reviewing this, and I'm really happy to be able to bring this to you, you know, on the show. You can check out more from Selena, her artwork. Her books, she does have another book out. Um, you can check those out. You can check out her blog. All you need to do is log on to www.selinafinich.com. That's www.selinafinich.com. So definitely check that one out. The next review I have is an ebook. It's an it's a cookbook. It's an e-cookbook for Samhain. I know it's nowhere near Samhain. However, Samhain does happen to be one of my favorite times of year. And uh, one of my favorite Sabbaths, actually. So I had the opportunity um, to, uh, to review a book by the author, or an author. Her name is Stacy Evans. We are in several of the same pagan circles, um, which is how I got to know the author. She is an author up in Canada. And so I remember when she first started putting this book together, writing the book, and she actually had people testing these recipes. I think my favorite one was the pumpkin pancakes. In fact, they were a huge hit in my house. Uh, my husband himself loves anything pumpkin, and so... These definitely seem to be perfect recipes for me to be trying out in my own kitchen. So one of the biggest things I liked about Stacy Evans' cookbook uh, for Samhain is the fact that it's not just, hey, here you go, here are some dishes to celebrate the Sabbath. At the back of the book, she actually gives you 
the magical correspondence for particular ingredients that are used, what it's good for, like I said, the, the correspondence is. And so you learn how to utilize that in your kitchen witchery. For those who aren't familiar with kitchen witchery, um, this is a great way to learn. Um, Stacy's book is just uh, chock full of mouth-watering recipes that you know I absolutely love and it doesn't just have to be for that particular Sabbath. Of course, you have it in your hand. It's a cookbook. You use it any time of year. But some very hearty recipes and you know, there's appetizers and soups and you have your main dishes. And it's just a fantastically put together book. And like I said, instead of just being your ordinary, hey, here's a magical cookbook, but we're not going to tell you why these ingredients are used, Stacy has this listed at the end of the book. So then you learn as you're incorporating, you're in the kitchen, you can make those mental notes. So in anything that you're doing, you're adding a dash of this, you're adding a sprig of that, it starts clicking in your head as you're making your own meals what magic you are bringing to set forth on the table for your family. So definitely look at picking up Sawen. It's not the only title that she has. Um, Stacy actually has three other books out, um, Imok, Beltane, and she just recently put out, uh, the latest issue is uh, Lunasa. So those are available from Wordwood Publications, and you can buy her books at www.wordwoodpublications.com. That's www.wyrdwoodpublications.com. Definitely check out her ebooks. Fantastic, easily downloaded right to your Kindle, your Nook, your iPad, or right onto your PC or your Macintosh computer. So check those out. Like I said, completely delicious, incredibly scrumptious recipes. All right, well, that's going to do it for me. Um, like I said, different format this time around. No real news. Not that there isn't news out there, just that the, uh, the interview with Celia was such a fantastic interview. And you know, I wanted to let you guys know about these books. So... I'm going to leave you here with a song from Celia. I'm going to leave you with the symbol song just because it is such a phenomenal and powerful, powerful song. And I'm wishing you all blessed be, and I'll catch you next time in the nest. An American soldier came home today. Wrapped up as cargo in an American flight He asked for one sweet silent symbol on his grave But the vegan said, sorry son, request denied Well he served as any other with his hands and with his heart He prayed to Father Sky, he bowed down to Mother Earth Didn't honor him before you put him in.
Freedom of religion, freedom to stand up and fight. 